0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 153 of Midweek Game. I'm here, gg joined by my two regular co hosts, Padre Robertson. It's
1: very good to be back.
0: And Gabriel Nassif. Hey, everyone. Well, well, well. To no one's surprise, Gabriel Nassif played a competitive magic tournament. You know where he placed? In the top eight. This week, we got a lot. Or at least some Pioneer to talk about as Gab top aided a Pioneer challenge with blue black control gonna get into that I've been playing some unique formats again You know, I love to farm my YouTube clickbait at this point if you're new to the podcast then hello But uh, yeah We have some of that to get into as well as Pat has been looking at other top eight results that we're gonna talk about in multiple different formats but before we get into things, the podcast is brought to you by Card Market. They sponsor us, best place online to get anything Magic the Gathering related, deck boxes, singles, sleeves, accessories. You can sell on there. Other card games, Digimon, Flesh and Blood, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Check out Card Market. They're amazing sponsor the cast CardMarket.com or CardMarket.eu. is where you need to go. As well as new Patreon this week, Alesso, thank you so much for supporting our content. Woo!
1: New Patreon. Thanks very much, Alesso.
2: Thanks, Alesso.
0: Appreciate it. If you want to join Alesso, then check out patreon.com slash midweek metagame. No pressure to do so, but that's the best place to support us. You know where's another place to support us? Join the podcast Discord. This is going to be a specific one this week. As many of you might want to hear us discuss about spoilers, it's not going to be this week. It's going to be next week. Send in the spoilers that you want us to talk about, and maybe we'll give you a little shout out. Get into the Discord. Get into the discussion. But you know what discussion we're getting into magic the gathering right now gab take it away top eight result in pioneer break it down for us
2: what can i say another weekend another top eight <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was playing uh blue black narset days on doing i think i've played so many different versions i kind of lost track but i made the top eight was micromancer in my deck That's, you sure did <laughs> It's no a hill way. giant, a blue hill giant, a blue and free for a free free, and when it comes into play, you can search your deck for an instant or sorcery card that has converted mana cost one. It's from the latest set. It's one of the best on common in draft, and it's actually pretty legit in, in the deck. You get great targets, you know, whether it's Fatal Push, March, the Black and Expel that trains a creature or targets planeswalker you can get a hard counter wash away which is a blue a cancel basically or for one blue you can counter a spell if it wasn't played from their hand i actually had an amazing play with it where i got paired against Tibal's trickery and they got to Tibal's trickery on turn two and i was ready with a one mana wash away to counter their spell
1: Honestly, when I when I saw Wash Away in the list, I couldn't even real re, re, figure out what the card was, and then I looked at then once I once I looked at the text, like ah, it's a one mana hard counter, and one of the things I was yeah. going to suggest in these blue black decks, like I was surprised you weren't playing any hard counters, but like in any quantity, but then like the one Wash Away to get with Micromancer is perfect.
2: Yeah, the the one that actually comes up in the format is countering a flashback storm the festival, that comes up a decent bit, maybe occasionally a Crocsaw.
1: I saw you countering some um, Galvanic Iteration to Temporal Trespasses as well, I think, against Phoenix.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. The copy, it's not cast from their hand. I did, I think, I had a turn where they tapped out for triple time walk in. I went Censor, Censor, or maybe Censor, Dispute, and Wash Away, something like that. I countered all three. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was cool. But yeah, it's it's a deck I, I built a few weeks ago. I was encouraged by my chat to um, build a Narset deck, Days on Doing, Narset, in Pioneer after playing it a decent bit in Modern. And I started with Blue-Black and never really looked back. I've been iterating. As time goes, I have been cutting down on Narset and specifically Days on Doing. I think in the challenge, I had three Narsets, one, one Days on Doing. I think that's pretty good split. But I wouldn't be surprised if just having, you know, no days on doing. You keep Narset because it's really good in the format, but you just play maybe Delusion Dig as your card drawing spells or maybe Micromancer kind of fits that role because it's it's four mana card advantage. It's especially good against the mono-white aggro decks. It blocks very well. They can't really kill it. And it... Um, you know, it gives you a body against Thalia, something that doesn't cost one more mana. The cards been cards been just solid. I figured it would help me also against Ragdos, which is one of the toughest matchups. And you know, just any two for one you can get in these matchups mm-hmm. is good. Plus, the cards you get are just super relevant. You can get cling to dust. You can get pushed. You can get you know card advantage I was, counter.
1: I was gonna I was gonna make that point actually, but now, now that you brought it up. One of the weaknesses I found with the kind of more conventional blue-black deck in Pioneer was the red-black matchup. Like your counter, your counters weren't particularly reliable, and so you were really, really susceptible to Fable and all their attrition attrition spells. You know, if they ever got on board, it was a real, it was a real nightmare. But here, you've got so many different ways of getting getting two for ones that I'm not surprised you are kind of improving that matchup a bit and you're able to able to go toe to toe with them. You know, between the Narsets and the Micromancers, it's really. Lots and lots of different ways to kind of get a card and trade with a resource with those.
2: Yeah, that's a bit how blue white does not w- tries to win the matchup. You just have multiple wandering emperors, multiple to like high impact four and five mana cards, and if you just you know curve into them or. Top deck one or two, you can you know you can come back even when yeah. you're behind. That's right, and, and the, the
1: kind of conventional blueback deck doesn't have that. It just has a lot of reactive spells and not many ways of kind of really pulling ahead, other than kind of you know the more conventional things like digs and memory deluge, which can easily be targeted by thoughtsies. But here you just have so many kind of ways of getting that card advantage early on and not really worrying about keeping your shields up.
2: Yeah, also deluge is a little slow sometimes, and the body is just very relevant. You know, it trades mm-hmm. was trespasser it trades with bone crusher giant what some people have tried to do is play a bunch of planeswalkers you know Soren Ashok but Sorin 2-3 just doesn't line up that well it doesn't block super well the, the VAM doesn't ta- uh, you know block super well they can kill it with a push and then Sorin with two loyalty just always dies Ashok's a little more robust but i haven't been a huge card of the huge fan of the card it's really expensive it you know green can go over the top sometimes it's good but i feel like between the two i've like sorin just because it's a little cheaper the the plus drawing a card right away can be really good in in some spots so i've been i've been going back and forth between the one and zero sorin but I, I kind of like the one a null star in the format is Kalidas. That card is just ridiculous. So many decks can't get rid of it. And it's kind of a win condition. It turns your late game field pushes into game winning removal spells. And yeah, that card is just phenomenal,
0: honestly. Um, One thing that I guess I want to ask instantly looking at your list is as a green player, when I was I haven't played against, I haven't played green in a while because I've moved away from pioneer but the best card that i found against green kind of felt like um soul shatter the three mana sack the planeswalker or creature thing do you have an opinion on that card i always thought it was very good against me maybe i'm wondering if you tested it at all
2: i played it in more traditional versions of blue black control and i was i was um i was i was happy it was a card i was um you know it it, uh Overperformed. I love that <laughs> word.
1: You love, that's one of your favorite things.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. it was it basically it's a card I saw Soul Shatter in the list. So I was like, I guess I'll try it. I guess it's necessary evil. And yeah. you know, I was getting trespassers without having to discard. It was lining up pretty well. Instant speed. The the you know usually you want the removal spells cost one or two mana, but the fern mana I didn't feel too too bad. So I think that card is okay. I just was trying to build my deck with as few free mana cards as possible because of Narset. And mm. yeah, I think my this version, the Microm- Micromancer version, kind of light on counters and stuff, might be a little weak to green. Even though the, the body is relevant, attacking for free is super relevant because of Karn, you know, it's going to have free counters a lot of the time. Um, so, you, played against,
1: you played against green in the quarterfinals, right?
2: Yeah, I think I beat it in the Swiss and in the quarters, I lost it kind of badly. I think game one, I, I messed up. I was a little tired and... Just literally, I think I messed up like on turn one and turn two. Just I was too conservative with my plays, and against green, sometimes you have to take a chance. Especially, yeah. I, yeah. You,
1: you you missed the. I think this is the game where you miss the interaction where you can power word kill the uh, Cavalier of Thorns with the trigger on the stack, so they can't get anything back. Yeah, I and should have puts you in probably this kind done of behind that. Position.
2: It was an interesting hand actually, because I think also what I should have done is turn on Watery Grave. And cast my consider. I think basically my opening hand was water graze and fable passage. And I went fable, so I would have guaranteed turn two, two mana to cast power or kill. I think I also maybe had sensor in hand or something. And I think I needed to be a little more ambitious, shock on turn one, consider, try to hit some lands and hope to kind of get lucky. Cause if if you play, you know, play too slow, Green can just, you know, steamroll you. Yeah. Um, but-
1: yeah, that, that matchup does seem tough on paper, but um that ma- yeah. when I reflecting on your, your one at least game one of your quarterfinals match, it was definitely lines to win it, I think. Yeah, it but was But it required it was, a bit of you kind know, of kind of maybe seeing into the, too far into the distant future.
2: Yeah, it yeah. was it was interesting for sure. Yeah. And funnily enough, the winner of the same challenge was also playing Blue Black Poen, and they were playing a more traditional list, I guess, but they still had uh, pretty plain. I guess their own take, you know, it, it was in between my list and more control list. They had the free NR sets, but no days on doing. Only one in the sideboard. They had six planeswalker to- total with two Sorin and one shock. They had a couple of They had a main deck JVP and a search for Escanta, a card that you don't see much anymore. But they also had the Sensors, the Sabotage, a cling. Um uh, there's a few things I I, I liked. I've, I've played their list and I've since like played a kind of in between, you know, kind of inspiring from their list and moving a little closer to mine. But one thing I've liked is it's always hard to say with that card, but they they were playing four consider, and I think that's been good for me. Does the consistency? They were playing four consider was one dig, one memory deluge, and I think I like that split a lot. I think dig can get real clunky really fast. Uh, even when you're playing four considers, I think you can play one, two, two max maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between that and the free Nar sets, I felt like it was a decent bit of card advantage. um So, yeah, they, have a few, they had a few sketchy ones. that had the one Erebus intervention. It's, you know, the minus X, minus X uh, expel that drains at the same time. And it can also exile graveyards. It's a modal card, it has the two modes. and.
1: Do you think it's do you think it's superior to or inferior to March, March of the um, Wretched Dead?
2: I think it's close. I, I think it probably is. March targeting planeswalker is pretty huge deal. Yeah, and being able to pitch cards is not as important when you're not playing all the days on doing. It was really good synergy with days on doing. Not as good there, but yeah, overall I like the That you know a bunch of hard counters, synergy sabotage. So I've been kind of. I think my last list. I actually followed a a prelim yesterday. Sig brag, and nice. it was we <laughs> were um, bragging you know, podcast. Yeah, it was uh, in between uh, their list and my list. I did um, I did cut the second sword and then the Ashok. I'm playing a Kalidas main deck. I think that card's just too good not to play at least one in the main. So I did keep the search in the JVP. You know, jury's still out, but they've been at least decent so I, far. I want to
1: ask about JVP because it's. I think when Pioneer got announced as a format, JVP was this kind of card that everyone turned to and said, This is going to be a powerhouse in the format. But circumstances have kind of conspired against one of my favorite cards of all time. And, you know, Bone Crusher Giant is really horrible for it. And kind of, it never really made a huge impact in in, in Pioneer. Maybe it was sort of a little bit of play with uh, the with Blue Bike Inverter, but it's a card that you've got a couple of copies of in your sideboard. I see Poland's got one in his main. Where's. What what's what's happened that has made this a card that you want to turn to? Where does it shine?
2: So I thought about it because it used to be my tech in blue-eyed control in modern. It would be a card I would have for the humans matchup specifically. Also, mm. you know, decent and traditionally against like controlled combo. Any Basically anyone that can't really kill it easily. And I really liked it there because it was good against Thalia. It was uh, something they couldn't get with Freebooter. So... I thought about it because Pioneer has these creature, these white creature decks that are not very good at getting rid of a jace, whether it's mono white aggro or you know band spirits, all the spirits deck, and it's also decent against green, especially with thoughtsies. So yeah, uh, turn to it as a sideboard card. As you mentioned, Bone Crusher Giant is you know really good against it. Also, push. Uh, all these cards. So having it at a main deck is definitely a little sketchy, but it, it's been it's been solid. There's old tension was Shadow's verdict, which is a sweeper. I like a decent bit and um, that one's a little tricky because there's a bunch of matchups where you wanna you want you want jvp was was verdict. so um I think the list I played my latest list had two extinction event as the only sweeper in the main. And then Sideboard, I had an extra Meat Hook and an extra Shadows Verdict. Um, Yeah, I've basically been having a ton of fun with the deck. I've been playing, uh, trying a lot of cards. The latest one I tried, it was a suggestion from someone in my chat. I forget the name. Sorry. Uh, I think they've been playing the deck and they had Siphon Insight, which is actually a card we saw at at Worlds this weekend. I guess we didn't even talk about Worlds, right? Worlds just happened and we're just like, ah, Pioneer... Um <laughs> yeah. we know, can, maybe we
1: can talk what talk about wells in a little bit. What what does siphon inside do?
2: Yeah, siphon inside is a blue and a black instant. <laughs> and you look you look at the top two cards of an opponent's library, you exile one. Oh,
1: the flashback and, one.
2: Yeah, and you ah. can play that card spending mana of any color. <laughs> That's right. And it has flashback a, a colorless, a blue and a black.
1: So think so, twice.
2: Yeah, so it's like kind of a weird thing to ice. And, dude, it was so good for me. I figured it would be decent, you know, against control, you know, anything where you want to sit back, obviously, play at instant speed. Um, and it was, it was so good for me. It was good for me. I brought it in against Red Black. I wouldn't say won me the game, but it was, you know, it was definitely super relevant. I actually had an interesting line where I already had a hive, the Black Creature Land. And I had a choice between a red black land or another hive, and I took the hive. And my second hit was Bone Crusher Giant. So had no. I taken the not only I did I not really need the second hive because you know coming to play on tap might have been better anyways. But yeah, I, I ended up playing the stump, but then I couldn't cast the Bone Crusher Giant. Uh, that card. So I used
1: kind to of love funny. that card. I I always played that card and kind of when it was. Illegal in standard on arena. Well, it's probably still legal in standard on arena.
2: Yeah, I thought about it. Uh, I thought about Worlds because actually, um, Terry Bad, uh, Carl Sarap, and I think a few others were playing Siphon Inside in their Stinger deck. It's you know the kind of cards you want to have when you're playing at instant speed. When you have cards like counter spells or removal, especially with open deck list. You know, your opponents might play around it, and you're like, okay, well, they didn't play into my counter or my removal. Now I just wasted my mana. And if you have cards like these, then you don't waste your mana. You still have something to do, uh, quote-unquote, proactively um, to to, to not waste your mana. So, yeah, that card was super good at two in my sideboard. Um, Definitely going to be playing more of it. Cool. Uh, what else? You know, we talked with Zendrek last week about the Zainful Stroke being great card against green. And kind of good in the meta, there's actually these Fires of Invention deck. Yeah. Uh, the the Karuga deck, I actually played the league with it. It was good, but I wasn't super impressed. It felt kind of medium. Um, you know, I thought I... W- in,
1: it finished second in the Swiss of this of this event that you, you top-rated.
2: Yeah, it's been top eighting. It top eighted, I think a couple top eight. Maybe put a couple in the top eight last weekend. Put maybe another in the top eight this weekend. And it, it was it was good. I was drawing well. It was doing its thing. But it felt you know maybe I didn't get the greatest matchup. I got paired against a combo deck, which is probably the worst matchup. I get pa- I got paired against white red heroic, which is not super popular these days. But that felt pretty tough. Even though I cast a million of temporarily lockdown, it still still wasn't enough. Um. So, I'm, yeah, maybe, so, maybe, maybe it's kind of more of a medical. I only beat green. I felt because I was on the play game one and three. I'm I, I might have lost if I had been on the draw. So it was fine, but I, I was struggling to see how I was putting up like such great results.
1: If I understand correctly, though, this is a deck that people took to took to worlds because it's if I'm if I'm yeah if if memory serves it, every single card in this is pioneer is is explorer legal. And Explorer was the day two format, I believe, for Worlds. Is that right?
2: Yes, I believe there was Simon Gerson playing Monorite Fires, and I believe there was an enigmatic incarnation list. I don't think there was actual Karuga oh, Fires. Okay. In all right. Explorer. I was just
1: wondering if people had seen it in the seen it at Worlds and decided to give it a try and pioneer, given that it was legal.
2: No, it it preceded Worlds. That deck's been around for a few weeks now. Uh,
1: Temporary lockdown's a really good pickup for decks like this, though, where you can kind of, you don't have to kind of, you don't feel the loss of cards like uh, Portable Hole so badly.
2: Yeah, no, it, it was good. Detention Sphere, these cards are especially good in this deck because of Karuga, it's a permanent that like, you'll leave behind. At first, I was like, why are they playing like one Detention Sphere? You know, I mean, it's a fine card, but why Detention Sphere when you can play so many other cards? Anyway, someone, you know, pointed out, oh, it's a permanent that, you know, draws your card down the line. Was, yeah. Um, Karuga I, I, I also I, list was Skyclave Apparition, which I don't know what the 2-2 body, I mean, it helps your clock. You know, you are playing Kevlar of Flames and stuff, so maybe matters but i feel like i would maybe rather have more detention spheres than this looks
1: a lot like the old standard fires decks though with like all the kenraths and the omnaths and bone crush giants with the fires
2: yeah. yeah yeah and you get to play fable of the mirror breaker and Leyline yeah, binding was card. pretty good for me too
1: those are some um, good magic cards right there
2: yeah 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 so yeah so going back to to this yeah the in full stroke i thought it was already you know it's pretty good against the combo decks pretty good instead that, that deck now is good against control Most of the cards you care about are like Wandering Emperor, Teferi, teferi, etc. So, yeah. um, You know, they spoiled Go for the Throat, which at first I thought would be like easy swap for Power Ward Kill or Heartless Act, because it kills Korvold, Mayhem Devil, you know, creatures that have token on them. But honestly, killing Chariot is just super relevant. Killing Eseka's Chariot, sometimes killing Sky Sovereign, so... Honestly, right now, if I had to pick between being able to kill an artifact or being able to kill a Mayhem Devil in a Korvold, I think I would maybe just stick with Power World Kill and be
0: able to kill you know, the
2: artifacts.
0: That's pretty interesting, actually. I didn't really know that that Power World Kill had an interaction. But one thing that I would like to ask is that when Pygonti came on and we spoke about the event in Warsaw, he said that all he played was is against red, black, and green. Red, black, and green. And I think he said he played against more red, black than he did green, but you said that you weren't too sure about the green matchup or something because yeah. you lost to it in the court. I presume all of this testing is in anticipation. Yeah, I know. It's a Sophia, great point. Right? It's, so. it's,
2: I feel like the Ragdos matchup has been getting a little better. It's, it's close. I've maybe been 50-50 green feels the same way um we've mentioned that a lot almost no matter what the matchup it's kind of hard to really have a good feel for your green matchup because the games are just so one-sided all of the time um and yeah it is a good point that you know it's cool to like do well against all these decks but if your green and raglas matchup is sub 50 percent, i think it's close enough right now and I feel like I get a lot of freebies with this deck, like the Phoenix matchup has been super, super good. Um, what's another very played deck that that just like... It was the two blue-red deck. there was Phoenix, there was Creativity. I figured combo would be close to a buy, but it's actually been pretty close. The Lotus Field uh, decks, I figured, okay, I have counters, Narset, discard spells, it's going to be, you know, walk in the park, but... I think it's favored, but but not as much as I thought it would be. I always used and
1: to just, I mean, this is going back a, over a year now, but I always used to find that Lotus Field versus Inverter deck, like even though you felt like, you know, I should have a really great matchup here with my Blue-Black heavy interaction combo finish deck. I felt the interaction from Blue-Black just wasn't quite good enough to interact with Lotus Field. Lotus Field is like slow, pretty slow, but it's like really hard to interact with in conventional ways.
2: Yeah, you do have you have discard.
1: Um, yeah, you have a little bit of discard. Like your, but like then your mystical dispute's are no good. Your sensors are no good. Yeah, you know, so you're really leaning on the kind of small number of hard counters you, that you that you have available to. You.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with sensor not being good. I think dispute does the job. And I mean, the whole point was like I had. I mean, I guess for the older version, I had four in our sets and days on doing, which you know you actually have a a way to 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 close the door real fast. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the, the latest list, you know, I only had the three NAR sets and no extra on the sideboard, no days on doing. Um, so, so maybe this one's like a little weaker. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I guess it's a deck you have to respect. Oh, the other matchup that's been like really popular and that's kind of a walk in the park is uh, Grease greasefang It has Grease mm. Fang. It was one of the most played deck at Worlds in Explorer and it's also one of the most played decks in, the, in this format. And, you know, you have... Your cards line up really well, whether it's removal, removal, even like card like sensor. You have cling to dust, which is kind of ridiculous how how good a one mana instant can be against you know an entire archetype. That card is just the the bane of their existence, honestly. For
1: <laughs> how like, cheap it is, cling yeah. to dust is answer. It's pretty rough, pretty rough, actually. That's a reasonable point you're saying. This is the most you know grease fan was the most played deck in uh, in Pioneer. Uh, in Explorer, sorry, so on the, on, in the Arena version of Pir- Pioneer, this deck is legal in Pioneer as in, in Explorer as well, except for Days Undoing, I believe.
2: Yeah, uh, right. the blue-black deck. Yeah, you miss Days Undoing, and I'm sure there's maybe another. I mean, oh, probably right not. Down, J. There's no JVP. Yeah, yeah, JVP. I was gonna say, but that's not like like super important. This color is um, legal. Yeah, Kalidas is legal. Okay, it's it's mostly days on doing, but you can play commit memory. I, I actually played a few matches of blue black. I think blue black would have been actually pretty good at Worlds too if someone had showed <laughs> yes. up was something along these lines because I think it's okay against mono blue spirits and really good against Fang. And you know, the spirits matchup's been also really good was or not really good but decent was blue black. And you know, I think I, if I end up being close to 50-50 against Ragdust and green and all these other matchups are like pretty good. I think I'd be happy. I think Mono White is tough. Probably a little version-dependent, like version dependent, but yeah, I-, I really like that deck. I'm probably going to play that in Sofia, honestly. Uh, Great. I mean, we'll see. There's two weeks left. There's the spoilers too. Uh, when, sorry, when is Sofia again? It's kind of crazy. So it's the weekend of the twenty twenty-first. 21st and of the November. new set comes up yeah the new set is legal Is going to be legal like oh. a day or two before right and okay you're going to, so you have, you're you're gonna have to do like your homework and like kind of theory craft i guess because i'm not sure i i guess if if you're testing in real life you can proxy up decks and stuff yeah i'm good. not sure if i'm gonna be doing that maybe it's
1: all right we can we can theory craft up something yeah that will be fun mm-hmm. we'll do spoilers next week i guess
2: yeah yeah, yeah yeah so definitely no it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of sick honestly
1: <laughs> that's actually kind of great I'm, I'm really glad that they kind of this is because sophie's like the first kind of big event of these uh of the new kind of pro tour structure and having it right around the set release is at least kind yeah. of giving a nod to that old Oh, uh, I'm, I'm
2: gonna go out on a limb and say it was not really intentional because if it was intentional, <laughs> I thought it would. I think they would have done it like you know, given us week at least a it. week. Yeah, like like
0: literally two days, but yeah, Fair <laughs> it's Kind of cool. Yeah. At
1: least it feels like that. I mean, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been I've been uh, actually helping people test. Good. Yeah, I think that there's gonna be a lot of green because I've got people. Obviously, people in my testing team are all over Europe, and they're like, "Yeah, this testing team in this country are all green. This testing team in this country are probably all green." Spilling
2: the beans, I don't know. I won't won't spill
0: out. I won't spill the communities on the podcast for the sake of. I don't want to be kicked out of the group. Yeah, but it's already bad for the inside outside. If you're you're
2: letting everyone know that Karina, yeah, well, if you're Harry Harry with all the state secrets, yeah, if you plan on playing something like Blue Black, what you can do if you worry about Green is have you know maybe a third extinction event in your 75 and play some disdainful strokes
1: i was also really I, one thing that came up in your top eight match actually the you know a line that was available that you didn't you didn't take was mimic micromancering for that cling to dust and then killing their killing their cavalier or their troll and then clinging it with the trigger on the stack to kind of avoid that avo- avoid the two-for-one kind of situation there
2: yeah and the rec- and the
1: recursion that comes from it. Okay,
2: another, I don't remember the spots. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of something that, in theory, you're like, oh, that might be cool, but in in practice, it's doesn't doesn't come up very often because, you have to use your cling kind of right away a lot of time, or you can't afford to, or you know, you're you, you just can't afford to do that and cost yourself two cards. You yeah. you just have to play for like hoping to get an extinction event and sweep up their board and you're busy doing other things in the meantime but yeah that, that that has actually not come up for me a single time i think you had the the whole like killing the creatures and clinging it uh, was a trigger on the stack but yeah it, maybe i maybe i missed it
1: you um, did but that's fine
2: mm-hmm. or maybe i considered it and decided it was a winning line you didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> no. yeah, maybe i'll go did, back no, i kind of yeah. want to go back and watch the no, it you, was, it was i think really- you closed
1: chat when i sent that message <laughs>
2: Um, i'm I'm surprised you didn't ban me to be perfectly frank it was a really interesting it was like short but pretty interesting i feel like playing against modern green i think we mentioned it already last week or a few weeks ago it's kind of like playing against modern green tron in in modern and i kind of enjoy the games a lot of people kind of hate it but i feel like you know it's you know there's these like the game can be really short at least they kill you really fast when they not draw you and you don't just sit there forever and then you you have you know these like kind of long close interesting games where I don't know I, yeah, I like I, playing against a green deck. I completely
1: agree. I'm I, I'm with you and that, that analogy of uh, the, the Tron matchup as well like is it, pretty apt. I think where there's, you know, you kind of like the, you you there's like a nod in your stomach when you're playing. It's like really tense and yeah. really, like you you're focusing on every on every single decision and sometimes it just doesn't matter and like like you know, you just get absolutely jammed on but. Yeah, you, know, you probably more often than not you're playing this kind of very precise, kind of very carefully find the line, find the way through this thing where all you everything has to be compressed into these very short number of turns.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, re- I really yeah. like that sort of magic.
1: It's some of my favorite things.
2: No, yeah, I was talking about it. It was that game where you know was I supposed to shock into consider on turn one, despite the fact I didn't have a a, sec- a, a non-taps second lane yet or. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, you blink you blink, and you might miss it against
0: their, uh, their, uh, their, some of their draws.
1: Absolutely. So, Harry, you're doing commentary for Sophia, right?
0: I will be. And Gavin and I will be sharing a hotel room. So nice. I'm sure we'll be hanging out lots yeah. of weekend.
1: Very good. Very good.
0: Everyone come say hi. Okay. Lots of people come. You know what's funny is I get recognized for the podcast more than I do any of my own content. It's great. Oh, oh Sick. Uh,
2: that's good. Yeah, I kind of wish I was getting there on Thursday, honestly, just to, like, get a little extra time to hang out. When you get there, Harry, Thursday or Friday? Uh, I think I'm landing on the 18th. Okay, that's Thursday, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't and then I'm, then I'm leaving on Monday. Flight, but I kind of wish I had, like, an extra day.
1: Well, I'm I'm very, very jealous. I, I wish I was going as well. But you know, life is not that way for me. But I, you should definitely go have some fun and... I'm looking forward to seeing the coverage as well so is it the same yeah. is it the kind of usual com- commentary team that it's been like uh so you harry uh uh philippa philippa uh will, and will.
0: And but there's also the pro tour commentator on Mateo oh mate
1: yeah right right yeah, Big yeah. Z. nice very good yes
0: yeah, so i'll be working with him hopefully yeah he's yeah. he's yeah. Well, i will very be good. <laughs> yeah
1: they finally yeah, got a professional involved in it. it's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> but no, it's going to be a good event. I've literally, honestly, I feel like I'm leaning so heavily the opposite direction from professional play of Magic. Complete casual. But I did actually play Modern this week. We're moving on there if you guys are doing yeah. Pioneer.
2: Yeah. Um I just wanted to mention oh, yeah? right before we move on to modern that blue white control Oscar Franco won the Saturday challenge. There was Blue mm-hmm. White Control on Saturday, Blue Black Control on Sunday, which is a little surprising to me because I think the blue white control deck is fine, but nothing special. Oscar Franco obviously a good player, you know, he keeps putting up the results yeah. and he's playing kind of the stock list. So figure mentioned that. I think Ignotus MTG, who's someone who's been on the controlled grind as well. Top eight it was um, Esper, you know, we, I think we talked a tiny bit about these decks last week, and I tried both these decks obviously, and I think they're they're both fine. You know, Esper control and Blue control are very similar. They they rely on Wandering Emperor and Teferi and I think you know Esper has its upsides, vanishing verse against Monograin specifically, and Fatal Push being pretty good overall. But you know, I feel like they're kind of very similar decks and both fine, but I feel like I mean, maybe it's just, you know, emotional attachment or whatever you want to call it, but I feel like blue blacks for a little better right now. Can I ask and one? My, my I... results have been good between prelim challenges, yeah. uh, you know, always pretty solid in leagues. Um, yeah, I've been happy with the deck.
1: Can I, can I ask one final question? Why haven't you tried blue-white days undoing? You know, you're having so much success with it in modern. Why didn't you try and just immediately port that over? Why did you start mm. with blue-black?
2: It just made more sense to me, the the instant speed removal, just the black cards in general, I feel are better. People have been asking me why blue, black over blue, and it's kind of dumb, but I just go down the list of the black cards, and they're just all pretty great, you know, whether it's Push, Kalidas, the Sweepers, I think Extinction Event's better sweeper than Verdict right now. Um, you know black has better sweepers has better spot removal you get access to this card you get cling to dust which is just such a ridiculous card Fine. somehow uh, i guess it shouldn't be surprised it was already kind of a case in, in standard kind of dominated standard in the rogues mirror match and stuff so uh
1: yeah but yeah. fair enough that's 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 a reasonable response yeah okay. so harry harry playing play modern. what do you mean playing
0: yeah collabed with uh, sparring spike for my youtube channel fun good. little deviation so I collab with a sparring spike basically he just helped me out with a deck tech and I did a shout out for his live stream and obviously he I copied his list but there's a conspiracy theory that I've literally like faked it and ripped it off his live stream it was like really weird there's this conspiracy theory where it's like people were saying that I basically took clips of him doing a deck tech on his live stream and pretended to be on a discord call with him I was oh, like where is this coming from like, like
1: making like, a video ransom a- mode.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, but instantly debunked, because at the beginning of the video, he goes, Harry, the deck I recommend for you. So whatever, but yeah, um, that was a funny start. But yeah, played Aspiring Spike, Mono White, Power Conduit, Urza Saga, Stoneforge Mystic deck. It's basically a deck that relies on a combo between Power Conduit and Urza Saga. If you remove the third counter of Urza Saga with the two triggers on the stack, it doesn't get sacrificed. So... Uh, Power conduit basically allows you to remove a counter off a permanent you control and put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control. Then you play things like Ingenious Smith. You also play the other saga. I think it's called Restoration of a Ganjo. Mm -hmm. And that one, it lets you discard a card. And if you discard a card, reanimate a permanent with CMC 2 or less. So what you can do is you can either remove counters off the Restoration to... Cast spells for free, so if you discard an Ingenious Smith, you can instantly reanimate the card you discarded. Because if you discarded a card, return target permanent graveyard to play. Or you can return Urza Sagas to play. Incredible. It's really sick. Spike, the is, deck's sorry, like Spike really is just incredible in. to me. Right?
1: The amount of, yeah. kind of creativity required to kind of find these interactions...
2: Here's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: I just and just this, consi- this consistency with which he manages to do it. I literally like I think about modern every now and then I'm riding my bike home or something. I think about modern, like maybe what, what would I play today? And I'm just like, I would play blue red merc tide. That's as far as my brain can get. <laughs> <dead. laughs> and he's just sitting there just dredging up, I mean, power conduits from like fifth dawn I don't know, or, or dark steel or something like that. I remember drafting that card when I was a teenager. Yeah,
2: I came into his <laughs> I- stream the other day and he was playing broadback. He went. To, he savaged a red light flare. He went. Turn two, broad back on two fetches. Turn three, Grifters. <laughs> oh and then on turn four, he was. Oh, I only have seven mana. <laughs> <laughs> his hand was like ether Chandler malgripped. He had he had six cards in hand and six lands in play, and his opening had three lands in play and three cards in hand. He had double the lands, double the cards. Oh what my, a sick. Oh, Mike Turner. Yeah, it was it was gross. Um,
1: Sorry, Harry. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry,
0: I said I had to. No, yeah. No, you're good. Deck, deck was sick. I had to, I played a lot of leagues with it. Um, Really enjoyed it. The basic idea was I said to Spike in the DMs, oh, I'm going to do a video like how to beat Ragavan in Modern. I'm going to have you come on. Give me a, a brew that beats Ragavan. The title of the video is like new deck that destroys Ragavan in Modern or something. Did pretty good. I think it's like 23k views right now wow. if you want to go see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, better than our collabs. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, my YouTube has been popping off in the past month. I got 300,000 views across 10 videos. I was was just dragging you down, holding you down. That's right.
1: Gab, Gab tanks, anything. (laughs) It's
0: okay. I I actually, yeah, no, Gab and I collabed for like a money match and it only got, it's got 10 K right now. Okay. But I, it's like, I think the problem is, is that it's really, I made the title and thumbnail really unclear what we did in the video. So that's why I think it, 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 it so went nice. poorly. It's like, no,
2: Gab, you, you don't, you, you don't <laughs> suck on, you, you know, you're just, personality <laughs> is not there.
0: <laughs> well, we'll know because I'm doing the exact same video, but with Reed Duke at the end of this month. So we'll see. Maybe that one gets 10k too. You never know. So nah,
2: It's too big time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Time. We'll see. But it, um...
2: You think that deck can be tier one? That's, Urza Saga The Power that Conduit. Yeah.
0: Honestly, I was really surprised at how nice it was to play four Portable Hole, four Dispatch in a deck that has a ton of card advantage, as well as when you're playing Urza Saga and Portable Hole, it feels pretty good just to play Portable to Exile a clue. So I, I didn't mind that, but one thing that I found the deck struggled to do is that it's a gimmick, right? The gimmick is that you're using power conduit and a permanent that ticks up counters. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have Urza Saga or Restoration of a a Ganjo, it's kind of poopy. And I found that making the video was really difficult because you have a load of games where either they besage you the power conduit or you just can't do anything with, like... I, I think it's very good. The actual concept of the deck is definitely up there. But... Some something to me is missing... Like I feel like um, Restoration of a Ganjo like, is good, but I don't know... Like I feel like it's missing something yeah. is what I'm trying were, to say. Like It's playing, missing a cantrip. Were
2: you playing Hex Parasite too? One
0: copy no, of Hex the, the Hex Parasite combo is good, but I think the only artifacts we were playing to fetch were like Pithy Needle 2, Springleaf Drums, a Soul Guide Lantern, and a Shadow Spear. It was really interesting because... Every time I got the Power Conduit combo going, I just have no artifacts to fetch. You actually kind of lost value because you only have five artifacts and it's like fetching a Springleaf Drum isn't really value. The value is in making the construct every turn. And I found that a lot of decks just hyper punished you. Like against Hammer Time, casting a turn two um, Power Conduit is just like so meh. Mm. And um, yeah, I think that as well as dispatch, dispatch against hammer time so hard to get going. Right, they just cast everything, kill you, and you can tap something if you want. So, I, I really like the deck. I, I personally would play it for fun. I think it's really great, but I think you got to tune it more to make it uh, over the top. I think it's missing something. Do you guys know what the modern metagames like these days?
1: Pretty heavy on Murktide, I think I'm pretty sure since it's banned, th- like it's just it's been it's been crushing.
0: I've been playing it's a ton of creativity, and I think that explains the price spike of orvar on magic online i think creativity is like the top of mtg goldfish right now is it still at the top but every time i have played modern i play against creativity it might be it is
2: a really good deck it's pretty fun to play too creativity combo yeah. is fun you get to play Ren and six you have a lot of cheap cards a lot of interaction you have grindy games you get to play fable of the mirror breaker i'm not surprised yeah it's it's yeah. it's in
1: third place on on goldfish right now just for for what it's worth
2: Behind right. Tide and hands,
1: yeah. yeah. But I mean, this is mm. like you know, whatever the modern metagame stats mean on on Goldfish. But I, I would definitely put it in that top top tier of modern yeah. at the moment. Creativity. I mean, just I the up... Like- the pickup of Leyline Binding was just so good to kind of enable you to commit to playing. Sorry, it's a, it's a leyline binding plus the new triomes and letting you play. Kind
2: uh, of. I don't think they play Leyland binding though. I don't think the stock version plays leyline binding. All right, that's fine. The I'm latest going. versions I've played, I think on binding makes the like deck a tiny, tiny bit worse, actually. But
1: oh, because because it's, it's a good answer, a clean answer to, to Archon. Maybe it's more that just the manners, the accessibility of the manner now, where you are like. Get to play Ren and Six into Teferi and still have all mountains. I, I probably mentioned so this.
2: Yeah, I think cool. one of the things was just someone figured out four Spell Pierce was the way to go, you know, three or four mm-hmm. Spell Pierce in the main. I think maybe that was. That was that big. Cut great.
1: Spell Pierce um, is mm, kind of great.
2: You know, c- cutting run Crab, whoever, you know, made these changes uh,
0: probably made yeah. the deck much better. I also found that. Um, Underworld breach is quite popular, at least on Magic Online. But I've um, Cherry X Men testing just best me at this point. We're literally hanging out on Discord like six to eight hours a day, Magic, oh, Call of Duty, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lit- magic. Literally
0: about. just living, essentially living together at this point. But um, <laughs> That's great. yeah, but uh, what is it? He 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 tested out a load of Underworld breach. I think he played a couple prelims on Discord with me, but we realized I think the biggest limitation for breach is that you probably want to be playing an Emery deck and a lot of the Breach decks are teamer Breach with Ren and Six and Emery and we found that the mana bases are really bad because Emery, uh, sorry, Underworld Breach decks have to like uh, get off the ground quickly and you have to do a lot of things and uh, and uh, the biggest the most consistent ways to lose that we found with Breach is just because of the mana. The Ren and Six mana base is really rough you're playing Urza's Saga in, like, an 18 to 20 land deck with Renin Six and Emery, and you want to do all these things all at once. You're also playing things like Mox Amber, and it's, like, it's really awkward at points. So, I think, um, the last time I covered Breach with Cherry, this is, like, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, it seemed to be that we were leaning either you wanted to play Blue-Red Breach or Green-Red Breach and not really, um... Uh, what is it, Teamer Breach it is right now? What, uh, what about Jeskai? Wasn't Jeskai kind of the stock list? Yes, Jeskai with Teferi and all, well, if you wanted Teferi and whatnot was good, but I just, I i i personally think that I lean towards either green, red or or blue, red because oh, of wow. the con- consistency of the mana base. I, was, because I always kind of love the, the blue, red. You can't red play red. Triumph sorry. in Bant Breach, for example. I'd always love the blue, red and
1: the Jeskai together.
0: Not Bant, sorry yeah
2: Teamer. interesting but yeah i felt like anytime i saw a tweet this week about modern on, on obviously on twitter if it's a tweet but it was someone hyping up yagmoth to just yeah. like green yagmoth just just exact
1: just crushing with it in every in every inner instance yeah he,
2: he was probably like you know one of the one of the tweeters and a few others too.
1: I think Gonti was also said he picked the deck up as well and was and was doing well with it. And that might have been it, yeah. Yeah, I, I've also seen like you know, a bit of an upswing in uh, Hammer Time is not Hammer Time, so an entire Amulet Titan. I mean, so Dom Harvey, top eight and lost in the semifinals, uh, playing sixty-one card, uh, Amulet Titan. Yeah, uh, nothing particularly out of the ordinary in his list. Just the sixty-first card, which. It's something that I've seen him do plenty of times before. <laughs> and then uh, Bob49 as well. Belcher player topping the Swiss. And yep. getting, getting eliminated in the quarterfinals with the, with the same essentially the same deck.
2: Yeah, and also I was taking a look at the top eights and Respect the Cat who I believe has been streaming. I think also been rating my stream occasionally. Very nice. Unless I'm getting confused, but they top eighted both challenges was their own take on a on Elementals, Risen Reef, Solitude, Omnas, Fury, they have Free Touch, the Spirit Realm, which is the removal slash card you can channel to Blink for a White and One. A card that you know people have been playing a tiny bit here and there in Modern. And Respect the Cat has four Fable, four leyline binding, four fire ice, a dead gun. So some interesting card choices. You know, dead guns usually just a card that you think of when you need a removal in your cascade decks. And they're just happy apparently to play it as a a removal spell in in the meta, I guess. Did you know that this is
1: also a Karuga deck?
2: (laughs) Ah, that explains that. Just embarrassing myself. I was like, yeah, that lists a lot of weird card choices. Wow, it's a Karuga deck.
1: I just love that they ban they ban Yorion and Karuga is now the flavor of the one.
2: Yeah, I love that it just goes down the list, right? It's like yeah, Iris so is gone, Yurion is gone, now Giganta, I guess Giganta was all around before Yurion was gone, but you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, if you well, just, well, in in to build a deck that kind of like goes big and goes kind of over the top of all the other decks trying to you know play into the mid the mid to late game, you just go find the companion that suits that best and it's Karuga now that that you can't play Yorion anymore.
2: Yeah, there used to be that joke like ban, you know, ban cards until X is playable and then ban <laughs> X, you know, has to set the power level of a format. I don't remember if it was like Wild and the Cattle or something, but it's kind of the same, you know, ban ban cards until, I don't know, Umori is, uh, yeah, is the umori. companion of choice or whatever and then ban Umori.
1: <laughs> I think Umori might be the might be the only companion that can't actually... Dominate the format I'm gonna go out on yeah. them Which I'm sure They eat my words In like a year and a half Or two years time But I think
2: Imori
1: Imori might be the one That can't win
2: Nah I mean the six mana one Has cool combos But six mana in modern That's all Oh Garuda character. Yeah Garuda's probably Nah but, but
1: Garuda Could just be sick right Like Garuda could Not just really. They might six just print Another out. clone or whatever And it becomes Or another copy of Cavern Old Or something And it just becomes like <laughs> Yeah okay this is like A deck that people Have to respect yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's got... To There's be, no way, right? It would be like a much worse Titan deck or something. It's yeah, it like probably would be best, much worse The Titan best case Duke. scenario is like, yeah, a much worse <laughs> Titan deck. Yeah. Anyway, anyway
1: well, welcome welcome to to modern Karuga. <laughs> I just, it's so good, yeah.
0: Welcome to the team. <laughs> I'm All I'm hearing is modern is healthy. If we're saying, oh, I'm seeing time, I'm seeing Yawmoth, Ooh. I'm seeing Breach, I mean... I I get ripped so hard. I see all the Modern Horizons hate and stuff on YouTube, but I think that Modern actually isn't isn't that too isn't that bad. But I honestly I'm losing interest in it because I'm just loving my time in Vintage, Pauper, Legacy. Yeah, all of the all of the unseen formats. You know they have no stakes, so people aren't motivated to play them. But Obviously, I'm not going to get in much into them, but I don't know. I just find that new play patterns is just interested to in mm. me more as a Magic player. Like, I played Doomsday this week. Doomsday combo and well, vintage. Really that, hard. Hard. Dude, that, that shit is hard. That shit is hard, dude. Yeah. So, yeah I, mean, yeah, I don't know. You
2: say no stakes, but when, you know, the showcase comes around, and it's they, they do do vintage, right? They do, like, yeah. showcase for every format, literally. So, mm. you know, you could just yeah. have, like, a pretty big edge. I think this weekend is standard and legacy, for the showcases oh, okay. um but yeah every time i get to play legacy or vintage i have a lot of fun i don't think i think modern is is you know fairly diverse even though it's all of the same decks but my, my problem with modern was maybe a little more the gameplay felt maybe a little you know yes not not only really. depends on the matchup i guess maybe i should just play murktide you know i feel like if you play a deck like Tide, you're probably always going to have like kind of interesting games yeah. and stuff
1: I feel like with with postmodern horizons too they managed to engineer modern to this point where it was it was a interactive and kind of intera- interesting uh, uh, not not particularly like you know two ships passing in the night style format anymore but we've kind of gotten bogged down into this thing where like yeah a lot of decks are doing similarish kind of interactive things just just to go back to our karuga story uh, in 7th place of one of the challenges, Nick Norman, with Calibrated Blast featuring Karuga, the Macro Sage, in the sideboard. Its domination is, is is here. I'm calling it now. This is Karuga's format, and we're just living in it.
0: Yikes. Seriously, there's like three I, I different Karuga,
1: Karuga decks in, in these top 8s this weekend. It's insane. <laughs> it really I
0: works. think I've, I've watched some Karuga gameplay, and it just seems kind of mopey, right? You oh, just kind oh, of okay. do nothing. I don't know.
2: I don't, know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not sure Mopey is the word. It's just... It, it was pretty consistent for me. And it, it didn't feel too, too slow, but... Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Well, you guys got to pick the right flavor. of all, all I can
2: think is, like, it was fine. You know, it was, it, was, it was kind of okay.
1: Yeah, you had a companion, and that's what happened.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I will say having four line of the Void, it's a really good Leyline of the Void deck, because mm. you can... You know, you Ooh. can discard it a Fable, you can cast it at Fire easily, and that didn't come up for me, but, and it draws you off Karuga, so, wow. it's and it's kind of the perfect, uh, perfect Leyland of the Way deck. Plus, you're kind of slow, so having a free card is, is kind of the nuts. Um, that's a nice little thing it had going for it.
0: Hmm. Okay, okay. Did you guys actually play any Modern this week, though?
2: I did not. I played only Pioneer, and I watched uh, Worlds a decent bit. Shout out to Nathan Stoyer, the new world champion. Absolute crush. To the surprise of not too many people. I mean, yeah. you can't say, like, oh, I'm not surprised he won, because it's, like, 32 of the best players in the world. And, you know, sure, Ely and 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 Nathan, if you're paying attention, those two are probably, like, uh, you know, some of the top picks. But... You know, you also have someone like JMM that didn't have a great tournament, but if he hadn't made it, you know, to the finals, everyone would also have been like, Oh, obviously JMM made it to the to the top two, you yeah. know, maybe still someone like, you know, Reed and uh, no one would have been surprised. So
1: No, but it, it fits in with the with the kind of the narrative of him kind of crushing two ba- back to back mox tournaments. Uh, yeah. you yeah. Know, Obviously qualifying for worlds from Magic Online leaderboard leader, leaderboard uh, places as well. I, I would guess, or maybe he does he qualify from the from the mocks? Is that what happens? Is that how he qualified? Anyway, he, the, the kind of the deal is that like Nathan's Story has been kind of like on on the rise, and you know it just yeah. fits with your kind of internal narrative. Like, oh, of course he's doing well, but obviously yeah. he's just completely crushed and like,
2: yeah, yeah. I think he actually qualified for doing well in arena tournaments, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. sports,
1: just just destroying it on all, on all yeah. fronts. And yeah. this is the end of the esports era, right?
2: Was it him who was, you know, qualifying when he was underage and couldn't go? Or they wouldn't let him I play? I don't know. I don't know. Or was it someone? That, I feel like it was him, too. I forget. It all blends in. But, yeah, yeah he, he just played really well. Ely played really well, too. Um, it was some super good games. It, it, it was kind of like Standard was, you know, 60, almost 69% Asper decks. And, you know, people were obviously memeing and stuff. But I feel like Standard ended up being kind of sweeter, more tense, more interesting games in some ways than some of, them, some of the Explorer, uh, you know, even the Explorer had a little more diversity. Plus, they got really lucky with Standard in the Swiss because Julian Wellman which I didn't really know, kind of took the, took the one by storm. He was playing his own take on the mono blue deck in standard. He was flashing some red for, um, you know, removal and fable, I think. And he did really well, so it was cool. Nathan Stoyer was somehow the only Grixis player in the field. Yeah, which is despite- like a,
1: yeah, a natural, you- got a bit of a natural edge against Esper and gets to play for the Nurebreaker. Yeah, breaker.
2: yeah, yeah, not good medical. And he did well, so there was some of the one of that were doing well. And the opposite kind of happened in Explorer, where on day two, all the people playing the one ofs were not doing well. And it was all like, I think it was basically four decks. Thing it was like Absent Grease Fang, Blue Spirits, lots of Monoblue Spirits, um, that Teamer Creativity deck that uh, Julian Terabed and their team brought. And then there was a tiny bit of Ragdos Sack. And so we got a lot of the same matchups, and they didn't feel like you know, blue spirits merit and feel super fun. Um, so that, that was my field, but it was a good tournament, good, good coverage. I, you know, great games The finals went, you know, down to the wire to the, to the very last game they were playing, you know, you have to, you have to win two B.O. free. So you had to win two matches and came down to the last game. Um, you know, just, it was cool I don't know i was i was I was happy watching the tournament it was it was cool I, I got excited plus I had my friends doing well you know Ely yeah. um you know I was rooting for Reed ely my teammates jim Davis, Sigris. but I, I would say you know maybe Reed first and then ely probably was second on my rooting feeling they set so out school um, I like that you
1: have to rank your friends
2: yeah yeah I mean I mean whatever it's, it's fine <laughs> um yeah Jim Davis came really close he came in fifth. And yeah, it was actually kind of sick. It was Ili, Jim, um, Jakub Jakub Toth, and who was the fourth? Segi, the four of them. And they placed three in the top five. They placed second, third, and fifth. Yeah,
1: it's pretty incredible. Which is
2: kind of ridiculous, but then it feels like anytime a tournament like that comes around, there's one team that does something ridiculous. So maybe it's just, you know, uh, kind of just... You know, statistic not that unlikely that yeah. something like that happens, especially you know if you if you got the decks right and stuff. So, uh, anyways, props to them. That was super impressive. Um,
1: yeah, and kind of the end of the esports era of ma- of Magic.
2: Yeah, they announced that next Worlds, you know, they're gonna go back to mostly paper Magic for competitive. That you can still qualify via Arena for the big tournaments, but they want to have the big tournaments, uh, you know, played and played in paper and stuff.
1: Oh, that'll be nice.
2: Really?
0: Oh wow! I'm actually surprised by that. I wonder if because it, it just costs more, they have to ship all these PCs down to wherever. They have to have people working the PCs and whatever, or something. But that's that's surprising because that to me means that they just didn't care about esports in the first place. They knew that they were going to cancel it, right? Mm, I don't. Why that, they never. I don't put think
1: I don't think you can make that. Make that nope. draw that conclusion from what what's happened. I think they really wanted esports to work out, but it didn't. Yeah, I think they right. thought there would be some kind of they could kind of port the 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 success and exceptional exceptionalness of magic paper play to esports and have that carry over. But they were just kind of one of a thousand different offerings in that kind of space, and they sank. And there was a lot of blowback, and then there was COVID, and they realized they had to change tactics to 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 kind of focus on what they do best and honestly you know as as we all we like to say like they do tabletop play best and i think it's the right thing it's it's the right strategy for them for a business decision it's the strategy that makes me remain interested i I, you know if magic went to an entirely digital only game i don't think i'd enjoy it or follow it in the way that i continue to do so i mean even though i haven't been playing very much over the last three or four months I've I've still been watching and paying attention. And in some of that is due to the fact that there is going to be a kind of paper professional Magic Tournament series that I will kind of keep tabs on. And, you know, obviously, we have this podcast as well. And I'm you know, emotionally invested in both of your kind of, you know, s- success and kind of, you know, streaming careers or whatever. But, you know, having yeah. having having Paper Magic, I think, is integral to the success of Magic in the kind of long term.
2: They, they might also try to replicate what they did was Magic 30, you know, in Vegas was a huge event, there's, a you know, worlds going on, but it wasn't even, like, the main thing almost going on, it's just, like, mm-hmm. one of the things going on, so maybe that's going to be their new model, you know, instead of having a pro tour with a GP, and it's mostly, like, for competitive players, and sure, you have a command zone and stuff, it's going to be, you know, there will be the turns, but also be, like, huge, huge events, huge conventions, and you know, Magic's so big now that, you know, you have, you have the, you know, the cons, you know, the Twitch con, this con, that con, and maybe Magic's big enough to have every time they have a Pro Tour, they also just have like a, a Magic con. and Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just
1: kind of wish you didn't have to pay entry to get into it. <laughs> it dissuades well,
0: me. I mean, because so many people would turn up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I suppose, I suppose that's how, that's how they keep it at a manageable size by, by putting a barrier in front of it. I at least wish if you were qualified, you didn't have to pay. I hope that's the case.
0: Yeah, well, Sophia, you don't have to pay. I think honestly, when the pandemic truly settles and everyone is back to normal financially wise, magic events will get a ton, a lot better. Well, Sophia is
2: all different. Sophia is like the regional, you know, one of the regional championships. I was more talking about when they have, you know, the first pro tour. I'm, yeah, they the kind of go to see. The global if one. it's gonna be like just the pro tour and maybe a GP or something, or if it's gonna be like a little closer to what they did for Magic 30, mm. even though I don't know if that's doable because Magic 30 was probably insane, uh, you know, in like many many months of organization stuff.
1: There's probably there's probably only a handful of places in the world you could realistically expect to do something on that that sort of scale, but maybe they're not aiming for that scale. They're probably aiming for something kind of intermediary.
2: I mean. You know, they have events like that in San Diego, in Boston. And sure, you can't, probably can't have that in, you know, a small town. But the U.S. has, you know, probably like a dozen cities where they can do yeah, it.
1: But then, yeah, but then I think they were talking about rotating the, the Pro Tour Finals around the world or whatever. But anyway, that's... that's...
0: Wait, no, no, no. The PT is a is, a, is a GP, the Philadelphia one. Because I'm going with Cherry to go to the GP. There's Philadelphia con. Did you ever really listen what to what we
2: say, Harry, or... Oh, right. I was saying, yeah, that'll be a Pro Tour and a GP, but is it going to be more than uh, more than that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's all right.
1: Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> <laughs> feels good to be it's an hour in yeah. it's late at night i've done a edited youtube video today yeah, and yeah,
1: we'll all be hard working hard is. harry don't worry mate yeah
0: yeah i actually did nothing all
2: day it was ah, my right, day right, off right. I was, uh, not nothing i, I did the the, the the floors that i hadn't done in ever. super interesting story yeah that is a note was... to end on it was it was a cool week. It was cool to watch. They did yeah. coverage. Team did great. Commentators. Yeah. Production was was good. Um, very little downtime and you know just few technical glitches, but mostly good. That was cool to see. The viewership was you know okay. It was like 10K-ish? up to twelve k on a Friday. Um, I actually don't know what it went up to on on like Saturday. No, or
1: I, I only watched it via your stream. Uh, and, you, and you were holding about yeah. just under a K each time. So you know, the, the viewership was pretty reasonable for yeah, the that was tw- overall. Yeah,
2: when I say 12K on Friday, I was the main channel. And they, you know, they had the, the broadcast on other Twitch channels in Spanish, German, etc., French. So you had that, that's probably like 20-ish. Um, mm. I didn't realize Friday. they were broadcasting
1: other languages now. Other than yeah, Japanese. they
2: do. I actually didn't know. I did commentary in French on Saturday. And I was talking to Valen Pell, who are the French people, and no, you know they... They they get paid by Wizards to do it. They, um, you know, it's not just like oh, uh, it's like the official French broadcast, which I knew, but I didn't know that they were actually getting paid by Wizards, which oh, is you know, I guess cool, but also actually probably normal. Um, yes,
1: that's fantastic. though. I'm, I'm really glad there's all those offerings and done yeah. properly, not just kind of like oh yeah, if you want to do it, do it in your native tongue, like do it in your native tongue. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Should we put our lives on the line?
0: Yeah. What formats we're doing, and what is Life on the Line, Pat?
1: Well, Life on the Line is a theoretical tournament that's happening tomorrow and the stakes are as high as they possibly can be. If you win, you get to continue living. If you lose, you do not get to get not do not get to continue living, so you die. <laughs> so you better get your deck selection right and you better play tight. So that rules me, Gab, and Harry out entirely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We usually <laughs> we usually talk about uh, any format that we've discussed on the podcast today so pick decks for those formats uh, so today i would guess we're just going to fire off pioneer and modern given that we haven't talked in huge detail about standard so i'm going to lead off pioneer what am i going to play for the last few times i've been on the cast i've been staying red black i feel like i feel like deviating i, I really like these days i'm doing nasa decks gab's been doing well yeah, I'll play blue black now. Ooh. I don't know if I'm going to play so many micromancers, but I do like I do like some micromancers. Yeah. But I'm definitely going down that route. And I but and I think I'll play two days undoing. I I like having a bit of a hammer in in these decks where you're, you know, trying to wrestle control of the game. And in modern, I'm going to play blue red merthide because I am a slave to my senses. <laughs> and I can't imagine doing anything other than playing through the red tempo when it's a good deck.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, in Pioneer for me, I'm going to be playing Red White Artifacts specifically with two Showdown of the Scald in the main two in the board, so four overall. Found that that deck actually gets a boost with a Showdown of the Scald in it, and in Modern, I think that I'm going to be playing. Mm. I would say Living End. A lot of the time when people ask me, what do you think is the best deck in Modern? Generally, I go with Living End. I also commented on NGD's tournament over the weekend. I completely forgot I did that. It was brutal. I went from, what was it? Seven till midnight and I died. So I, I had to end commentary early. I was meant to go. I didn't realize I was meant to go till 4 a.m. My time Jeez. commentary. I was like, what? Uh, I, seven till 4 a.m. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to end there. But um yeah. That, that tournament, I was thinking every round. I was like, I wish I was playing Living End down on that table right now. So Living End for me in Modern. What about you, Gab? I'm going to play Blue Black, Narset
2: in Pioneer, and in Modern. Then I would just play Archon, Archon Creativity. I was doing actually a quick control uh, you know, search for Orvar in the <laughs> Modern challenge, and somehow only three players had Orvar in their sideboard out of the the top 32 in in one of the challenges so the, i look pretty low last time i played the deck i got savaged by over twice but apparently people are not you know it's it's not everywhere so that's kind of nice so yeah creativity deck's really strong
0: awesome well i guess that's going to be wrapping up this episode of midweek metagame episode 153 no we're coming right. up to a three years nah. anniversary are we coming up with we are
1: coming up with a three-year anniversary? 156.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Before we shout out the socials, this is pro- most likely three years. Obviously it doesn't add up to three years, but we've missed weeks and and whatnot. So
2: Woo
0: Seriously, yeah. Gab where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> Me? Oh,
2: sorry. Yeah. Um, Do you even
0: listen to what I say? <laughs> I did. I was actually thinking that it's
2: also my birthday next week. That's why I was like zoning out. Um you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash especially if you're interested in Pioneer right now. That's pretty much all I've been playing, so
0: yeah. Awesome. You can find me clickbaiting on YouTube. If you want to actually see decent content. I'm pumping in so much time into my YouTube. I'm deciding that November I'm going to try and do a video every two days. It'll be a very hard challenge, but I'm going to try and do it. So check out the YouTube. Uh, Harry and TG there. What about you, Pat? You can find
1: me squeezing this podcast, which I enjoy very much, around my ever increasingly hectic life. Thank you for accommodating me, everybody.
0: No, yeah. Glad you could make it this week. Hopefully see you next yeah, week. We'll see you next week. Especially the listeners. Thank you for making it this far, In we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Yeah, if you made it this far, thank you so much. We love you. Have a great
2: week, and we'll see you next time.